0: Protecting your assets for the next generation, you're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to the Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. The federal budget is the main item on the agenda today. The Honourable uh, Bill Morneau, the Minister of Finance, presented the document last Tuesday in the House of Commons. It has a number of uh, points in it that will be of interest to clients of Macmillan Estate Planning. And I should remind you that now is the time to be thinking about getting to a seminar and learning what you need to know both about the federal budget, how you're impacted by it, and what you need to put into a life plan. Tuesday, March 20th in Red Deer at 6 p.m. Wednesday, March 21st in Edmonton at 6 p.m. Thursday, March 22nd in Calgary at 7 p.m. are the next uh, estate planning seminars run by the Macmillan Estate Planning Group. You can register online at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Legal counsel Henry Villanueva and trust and estate practitioner Martin Tolleson, my guests on the program uh, today. Martin, let's start with you. What were your thoughts as you uh, ex- absorbed what Mr. Mornow had to say on Tuesday afternoon?
1: Well, it was a little bit of phew. That's not so bad. It's not as bad as we thought it would be. Um, you know, when they when released when they released some of the information about what they were proposing back in the summer. A lot of our clients were excited, if I could say that word. They were pretty excited about um, doing some intense tax strategies to get away from the proposals that they were talking about for small business and that kind of thing. Um, so it was pretty diluted from what they were proposing originally. And it's still a big question about what is happening with the passive income um, for small businesses. So. Uh, the government did listen to the, the, um, the response that people sent in, and so it's not so bad.
0: Henry, did you have much the same kind of reaction?
2: For sure. Peter and Martine, it could have been a lot worse than it had come out to be. And I'm pretty glad last Tuesday I was hanging on to my chair, just excited to see what they'll come out with. And I must say, I was pretty um, glad with what turned out, especially with regard to the rules that they uh, set out for passive income. It was pretty clear that the noise made by the public uh, reached where it should have reached and uh, they held their horses as far as implementing those unreasonable plans. Okay, Martine, let's talk
0: about passive income. First of all, if we can, passive investment income in privately held Canadian-controlled corporations. What do listeners, what do clients need to know about the new rules?
1: Well, the... Current small business limit allows for up to 500,000 of active business income, um, and then subject to that's subject to a lower small business tax rate. Uh, but in particular, with the passive income, they're limiting corporations to anything more than 50,000 of passive investment in any given year. That that's going to reduce their small business limit. So basically, for every five dollars or it will be reduced by $5 for every dollar of passive investment income above 50,000.
0: So there will be a graduated tax mm-hmm. on passive income, but whatever is in accounts now will be grandfathered. So there won't be yeah. any any tax I, lim, uh, you know issued on money that is currently being held in these passive investments.
2: That's right, Peter. So, what the new rules came out with is that this is applicable for taxation years that begin after 2018. Mm -hmm. And if the small business income or rather if the passive income is less than $50,000, then they're pretty much safe. However, in the event that their passive income is in excess of $50,000, then the small business deduction that they can claim reduces. And if it comes up to $150,000 of passive income, the business deduction is zero, Peter.
0: And you resort to paying what I think is 15% or something on any income in excess of that, is that right?
2: Significantly more, Peter. So we have to learn and consider managing uh the small business deduction as well as managing uh, the the cash flow and revenues of these companies to make sure that we're in line with these new uh, policies
0: all right let's talk about trusts they're an important part of good life planning martine mm-hmm. what about the new reporting requirements um, uh, are there some new trusts that that are being uh, created as a result of uh, uh, the federal budget not just the uh, passive investment income rules but but what's new about trusts again that people need to know in terms of life planning
1: well the new reporting requirements that actually start for the year 2021 the trust will have to report the identity of all the trustees and the beneficiaries as well as the settlers of the trust and then they have to identify each person who has the ability to exert control over the trustee and the trust but there are certain trusts that we do in our life planning that aren't affected by this new rule such Um, as certain informal trusts that we do under the insurance act uh Different types of investments and special trusts for disabled people. There's a few like that that aren't affected by these rules.
0: Do the reporting requirements mean that trusts will be structured differently, or or do people have to understand that they're going to be a part of whatever report is issued on an annual basis beginning in 2021?
1: Yeah, we will just have to make sure that they understand, um, especially if we do something like a family trust or an inter-vivos type trust while they're alive, we would have to comply with
2: those requirements.
0: Okay. Uh, New reporting requirements for taxpayers, foreign affiliates.
2: Henry? Well, the government has always been um, intending to crack down on uh, uh, international money laundering and terrorism financing. That's always been one of their overarching goals. In regard to uh, the new budget that came out, uh, they are maintaining the requirement that uh, a T-form or a T-1134 be submitted in respect of foreign affiliates. But what they changed here was the reporting period. Originally, every uh, foreign affiliate should be disclosed within 15 months after the end of the taxation year. But right now, they minimize that or they lessen that down to six months. So right now, instead of 15 months, you have only six months after the end of the taxpayer's taxation year within which to file this disclosure.
0: Uh, so, uh, I think we'd all applaud the fact that money laundering is wrong, uh, mm-hmm. and that uh, whatever the government does to uh, try and sniff it out is is justified. Uh, and this continues to be, I think, a priority for this federal government. Uh, it has put more resources in place to uh, allow Canada Revenue Agency to continue this uh, this blitz on money that is being allegedly hidden offshore, uh, and it is something that you take into account every day with with your clients and that
2: you advise your clients on uh, as they put their life plans together. For sure, Peter. We want to make sure that um, the investments and funds owned and managed by other uh, clients are managed in a way that is in line with government policy. So we at Macmillan Estate Planning adhere Uh, extensively to anti-money laundering policies Mm -hmm. and we have uh, compliance procedures that are in place and we want to make sure that the clients have the comfort that they're not going to be in trouble with regard to managing their affairs.
0: Again, these are the kinds of questions that come up every day in life planning exercises with Macmillan clients. They're the kinds of questions that if you have not addressed, you really need to think about very much. And maybe it would be a worthy of an hour and a half of your evening, uh, one of these upcoming evenings in March, to get to a Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar, to learn more about this, to learn what Macmillan can do to help you uh, deal with uh, some of the realities of 21st century life in this country. The next seminar and there are three of them planned for March. Tuesday, March 20th in Red Deer. It starts at 6 p.m. Wednesday, March 21st in Edmonton at 6 p.m. Thursday, March 22nd at 7 p.m. in Calgary. And you can pre-register for any one of these seminars by going online to McMillanEstate.com. McMillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. In Calgary, you can call the office weekdays during business hours at 403 266-6464. Martine Tollefson and Henry Villanueva from Macmillan Estate Planning, my guests on the program. We're talking about the federal budget, uh, which was issued last Tuesday by Finance Minister Bill Morneau, how it impacts clients of Macmillan generally, how it impacts people in small business specifically, uh, and how it might impact you if you decide to uh, attend one of these seminars or indeed are looking ahead to the kind of That you need to make sure that your financial life is in good order. We're back with more on the Strong Room in a moment on 770 CHQR.